Welcome to the At TSN Hockey Every Other Friday Bobcast, featuring the original hockey insider, Bob McKenzie. Hey, that's me, answering your questions on hockey or just about anything else, within reason, of course. If you have a question you would like answered, email me at bobcast at bellmedia.ca. That's B-O-B-C-A-S-T at bellmedia.ca. And we'll try to get it on the Bobcast. We were a blowout of wicked proportions. An accidental company. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the At TSN Hockey Bobcast for, um, huh, it's a good question. What is this for? Well, I mean, we can use this week's date, the week of September 10th, 2018. But I don't even know what episode number to call this. I guess we'd call it season three. Yeah, season three. It's the third year we're doing it, so season three. But I'm not even sure you can call this a Bobcast in the traditional sense. So I'm not quite sure how to do the labeling. And to be honest, I have been giving a little bit of thought to the Bobcast, um, and I'm going to be giving much more thought to it. What form it should take this season? Should I even continue to do it? Trying to noodle around with a lot of stuff in my mind and sort through all of that. So for now, I guess, let's call this the Liar Liar Pants on Fire edition of the Bobcast. And, and savvy Bobcast listeners will know what I'm talking about. The last Bobcast I did was June 15th, 2018, right after the Cup Final and just before the NHL Awards and the Draft. And at, at the end of that one, um, which if I look back here was season two, episode 20, I suggested, and I should point out, it was not a promise, it was only a suggestion, that I might follow it up four or five days later with a mini-bobcast to um, sort of handle the overflow of team-related questions um, that I didn't get to that day. Well, you know, I got to Vegas for the awards, and, and I was busy with draft prep, amongst other things. The other things would be having dinner at Beauty in Essex in the Cosmopolitan, and by the way... If you ever happen to be in Las Vegas and you happen to be in the Cosmopolitan Hotel, by all means, I'm urging you to go to Beauty in Essex. That's the restaurant, Beauty and Essex. Um, it's one of the best restaurants I've ever been to, bar none. And so, um, as I said, between Draft Rip and Beauty in Essex, the old mini Bobcast kind of fell through the cracks in Vegas. Sorry. Not so sorry. The, the real apology, though, is that um, Season 2, Episode 21, which was supposed to be the final Bobcast of the 2017-2018 season, well, it, uh, it, it never got done. And, and quite frankly, I just ran out of time. That week leading up to free agency, I was running around like my hair was on fire. Everything also seemed to be so fluid in the days leading up to free agency that I really feared whatever I laid down on tape a few days before Free Agent Frenzy would be dated so quickly. And I sure as hell wasn't going to come back after July 1 when I went on vacation and do a Bobcast. Anyways, one thing led to another. Finally, I had to say, F it, can't get it done. Sorry, actually sorry on that one. So um, all of our Bobcast listeners will be getting an absolutely full refund for me dropping the ball on episode 21 last late June. Uh, of course, since the Bobcast doesn't cost you anything at all, you're getting nothing unless maybe you count these uh, bonus Bobcasts I'm doing this week. And, and let's explain what the hell these are. Um, as I've sketched it out here, there are going to be seven of them, one each for uh, the, the, the seven Canadian teams. And, and I guess that these are more or less previews 
of what the opening day roster should look like for those seven Canadian teams. And I guess I want them to effectively replace the general manager interviews that I've done in the past number of years. Now, um, people will remember, and I've gone started the, the season every year for the last three, four, five years, whatever it is, um, going to Penticton in British Columbia for the Rookie Showcase Tournament. It was great. The Vancouver Canucks were there. The Jets were there. Uh, the Oilers, the Flames. So I had all four Western Canadian general managers all in one location. Uh, and I could zip in for like two days and, and bang out four in-depth sit-down interviews with the, the GMs. Well, this year the, the Canucks and Jets were there, but the Oilers and Flames weren't. They stayed in Alberta to do uh, sort of informal rookie games in their own area. And so... I just scrapped the whole Penticton trip. If I couldn't get all four GMs in one place, it, it became a little too difficult to do. Um, in the past, it was easy peasy. This year, not so much. So I didn't go to Penticton. And this year, instead, I, I spent the weekend uh, that I normally would have been in Penticton and then coming back to, to rookie tournaments in Toronto or Montreal. Um, I talked to the general managers uh, of the Western Canadian teams over the phone and as well as the coaches, and, and just basically tried to hammer down and, and get a feel for what their uh, their teams are going to look like. Now, you know, I, I view these as replacements for the general manager interviews, and some fans are going to get all up in my grill about the fact that I did interview Toronto Maple Leaf general manager Kyle Dubas last week, and uh, the, everybody's going to start with the whole, oh, you like the Toronto Sports Network, and we, we get all the time anyways, which is fine. But um, the, the two reasons I did the Dubas interview as a one-off, uh, as opposed to doing all the other guys, is that, number one, he's the new kid on the block, never interviewed Dubas, and uh, all the other general managers had been interviewed multiple times before. And number two, um, I could get in my car and drive downtown to get the interview with Dubas, and that's why it ended up being a really easy one-off for me. Um, but if you're a fan of the Canadian team um, outside of the Leafs, and I, and I will get to the Leafs eventually, um, then you've come to the right place for what I think is a really detailed look at your club as training camps get set to open this week. So whatever you want to call these, I do hope you enjoy them. And sometime over the next couple of weeks, I am going to take a little more time to think about the Bobcast, the form it was in last year, the form it should be in this year. Um, should I do it every week? Can I do it every week? Should I do it just stick to every other week? Should I interview people, have guests? I don't know. I, a lot of things to think about and uh, and whether it's even worth doing because, as I said, um, I just started doing the Bobcast out of the goodness of my heart. And so um, if it makes sense, I'll do it. And if it doesn't, I won't. But anyways, I'll think about all that. In the meantime, here's a preview of... The Calgary Flames. The big off-season goal of the Calgary Flames, I think, was twofold. One, they wanted to get much better on the right side, the right wing. And two, uh, they wanted to become a much more dangerous offensive team, a much more balanced offensive lineup. And I think on paper, they accomplished both of those things. And uh, they've certainly given new head coach Bill Peters some tools to work with. Now, if you remember back to last season in Calgary, I think there were way too many occasions where the Flames felt like if Johnny Goodrow, Sean Monaghan, or Matthew Kachuk wasn't putting the puck in the net, or maybe Dougie Hamilton on the blue line, but Dougie's no longer there, more on that later, um, then the Flames weren't scoring at all. So that's why they went out and traded for Elias Lindholm from Carolina, though, as I said, they did have to give up a scoring defenseman and Dougie Hamilton to do that. And then, of course, they went out and they signed James Neal as a free agent. Uh, I think the favorite guessing game in Calgary right now is who's going to get the primetime minutes 
um, playing on that right side with Goodrow and Monaghan. And your answers of your answer options are as follows: A. Lindholm, B. Neal, C. Kachuk, or D. All of the above. And and I wouldn't be surprised early on, anyways, if it's all of the above. Um, people are going to say, well, "What do you mean to Chuck moving up from second line left wing to first line right wing?" Well, it's it's one of a number of things I, I think new coach Bill Peters wants to experiment with, um, and it it probably became less of a thing after they signed Neil and gave themselves that much more depth on the right side. But I do believe Billy Peters is intrigued on pushing a lot of different buttons and being really open-minded and trying a lot of different things with the Flames. And and the idea of Matthew Kachuk getting a little bit of time on the right side with um, with Goodrow and Monaghan is, is maybe not as foreign a concept as, as, as some people might think it would be. Um, the Flames obviously have this big preseason trip to China. And, uh, and hey, you got to do what's right for the promotion of the game and the building of the game, and, and, and that's what the Flames are doing. Um, be a good soldier for the league. But keep in mind, too, that when they set their preseason schedule a year ago, um, they didn't know they were going to China. And uh, so now they've got the China trip, and then they've got what would be a normal preseason. So there's... You know, a group going to China, a group staying back, and everybody's trying to read into what that means for this player or that player. I wouldn't read too much into it at all, other than they got to, uh, they've got to bring enough veterans to say that it's the Calgary Flames going to play in China, um, and, and leave enough kids at home that can be following the normal process that don't need their chances of making an NHL team disrupted by jet lag and all the other things that'll go with a trip of, of that magnitude. Anyways, um, they do have an aggressive season of preseason games once they return, and I, I think you're going to see Billy Peters do a lot of mixing and matching and experiment with a lot of um, different concepts. So, But there is one thing I think you can absolutely watch for, and, and with Sean Monaghan coming off summer wrist surgery and Elias Lindholm eminently capable of playing center and having played a lot of center and being quite adept at taking face-offs, um, this, I think the Swede could have an inside track on that first line right wing spot um, because he can take right side faceoffs and uh, spell Monaghan in that regard. And I, and I think though, you know, the, the case for making James Neal the right winger with Goodrow and Monaghan, um, there's going to be a lot of situations where if the Flames are down a goal and they they feel like they need to load it up offensively. Um, that, that Neil would be the natural fit there, you know, to get a shooter, to get a big body in front of the net, um, that that would be the natural play, uh, to put him with Monaghan and Goodrow. And I'm not sure it matters one way or the other, but I think whichever one of Neil and Lindholm is not playing with Monaghan, then obviously they'll drop down and, and play with um, uh, Backland and uh, Kachuk on the second line. That should give the Flames top six forwards a lot more offensive pop and creativity than I think they had last year. And and that really was general manager Brad Tree Living's goal um, in the offseason. As far as the so-called bottom half of the lineup in Calgary, um, I think there's a lot of positions up for grabs. Um, young Mark Jankowski looks like the favorite to be the third-line center. They like his development and where he's come from and where they think he can get to. But let's keep in mind the arrival of Derek Ryan, uh, the veteran, um, the, the late blooming Derek Ryan, um, who played well for Peters in Carolina. Uh, Peters knows him real well. 
Uh, he's also real good on faceoffs, and um, so it'll be a spirited battle. But they, they do have a little more depth there at third and fourth line center with Jankowski and Ryan than um, than maybe they've had in in the past. I, I would think this is going to be the fork in the road year for Sam Bennett. Um, you know, fourth overall pick, Leon Dreisaitl to Edmonton at three, Sam Bennett to Calgary at four. As I've said on many Bobcasts before, I, I would have pegged Sam Bennett for real big things in the National Hockey League. And maybe this is the year that he brings that combination of tenacity and goals and creativity, uh, two-way play. He's on a one-year contract, and uh, that third-line left wing spot is right there for him if he's able to nail it down. Um, but I think there's a lot of competition. Uh, the Flames have really high hopes for um, 25-year-old Austin Zarnick, uh, ex of the Boston Bruins. And, and he's got a lot of flexibility. He can play right wing. He can play center. And um, he'll be looking for third line minutes. And, and keep in mind, we've, we've talked about all these guys for the top, top nine of the Calgary Flames, and we haven't even mentioned the very useful Michael Froelich now, who's, who with the arrival of Lindholm and Neal gets pushed down closer to where he should be in the lineup, where they were kind of force-feeding Froelich in more offensive roles. And... Um, um, you know, Froelich is, is a guy that could also be nabbing a lot of those third-line minutes, but he's going to have to battle Zarnick and Bennett and um, Jankowski and Ryan for all those spots. So um, lots of competition for the third line. Um, and, and every one of those guys outside of Michael Froelich um, can play center. And, and Froelich for, you know, great penalty killer and uh, checker and uh, he's a pretty versatile guy as well so there's lots of flexibility on that uh, potential third line whatever it ends whatever it shakes out being that sort of leaves veteran depth players Curtis Lazar and um, Garnet Hathaway defending challenges from a a handful of youngsters and I think the Flames really want to see if if Spencer Foo's ready to ready to play in the National Hockey League same thing can be said for Andrew Maggiapani and and Dylan Dubé and as I said earlier, I, I wouldn't read too, too much into, or maybe anything, into which players go to China and which players don't. Um, you know, Anthony Peluso is a guy they signed in the offseason, and, and he's obviously limited. Um, his role's pretty obvious. Brian Burke's gone from Calgary, but the desire for a little truculence is not. Um, so as a 13th or a 14th forward tough guy option, um, Peluso's there if they need it. And... Uh, as I've said constantly here, I think the, the the new reality for these new Calgary Flames under Billy Peters is that the new head coach is going into camp with a wide open mind, especially in that bottom half of the lineup. He's not beholding to anybody. Um, I think the blue line for the Flames, the top four is pretty much set. Um, Captain Mark Giordano on the left side, TJ Brody back on the right is your top pair. Uh, newcomer Noah Hannafin on the left, veteran Travis Hamannick on the right, there's your second pair. Um, and, and obviously I, I think they're going to miss Hamilton. I know a lot was made at the time of the, the trade that, you know, they were kind of running Hamilton out of town, but you don't score that many goals and take it out of the lineup. Um, Hannafin's good for some offense, but I don't think he's quote unquote, an offensive defenseman or a scoring defenseman the way that, uh, Dougie Hamilton was. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, um, uh, that third pair for, for um for Calgary I guess you could pencil in the returnees um uh Brett Kulak and and Michael Stone uh Kulak on the left and Stone on the right but I think you only put it in pencil because again 
um, at the risk of repeating myself. I think Peters wants to keep an open mind and see if some of these younger prospects in the system are ready for NHL duty. And I think the primary guy in that group is Rasmus Anderson, um, played well in the American Hockey League last year. And, and he's a, he's a right side guy. Um, he'd be the most notable, I think. But um, Oliver Shillington and, and Yusuf Alamaki, both on the left, I think they're going to get a long look um, as well. Um, Dalton Prout is there sort of in the uh, Peluso, the Peluso version of the defense role. That is a veteran, you know, size, tough, toughness option um, with uh, if if they so choose in, in the number six or seven spot. Um, as I said, the trading of Hamilton, I think, filled a, a big hole up front, um, bringing Lindholm over. But I think it also created one in uh, on the blue line. And and I think in, in a perfect world, um, you know, even though Kulak and, and Stone could be penciled in as your third pair guys, that general manager Tree Living might be looking for an upgrade on that third player, third pair, um, should it become available for the right price. Um, in goal, no surprises, really. Veteran Mike Smith is back. He's the clear number one. Now, obviously, at his age and the, the mileage that he's got on him, he obviously needs to stay healthy. And he needs to make sure that he's right on top of his game. And, and you know, that's a bit of an X factor here. Um, Flames are confident he's going to get the job done, but um, he's got to go out and, and do that. Um, John Gillies and, and uh, David Riddich are going to be bad, battling it out for the backup role. And at the risk of overstating what's being overstated already, I don't think Peters owes anybody anything, organizationally speaking. And he's wide open to see what Gillies and, and Riddich do. Um, so I think the Flames have made some big changes, uh, both on the ice and behind the bench. And I think the feeling in Calgary is that this is the season that they better take a big step forward. Okay, that's it for the At TSN Hockey Every Other Friday Bobcast. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would like to submit a question on hockey or just about anything else, email it to bobcast at bellmedia.ca. That's B-O-B-C-A-S-T at bellmedia.ca, and we'll try to get it on the next Bobcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. That's At TSN Bob McKenzie. And for great hockey coverage all year round, follow the At TSN Hockey Twitter account and make tsn.ca your source for all things hockey, especially for the Tuesday and Thursday editions of Insider Trading with myself, Darren Dreger, and Pierre Lebrun. Thanks for tuning into the Bobcast. See you next time, and have a great weekend.